All right. Good morning, folks. We can still hear you, so give me a good morning out there. We have a lot of people. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. morning. How's everybody doing after this Super Bowl Sunday? Super. Great. Great. Super duper. Got Tom Brady, right? Hey, congratulations to the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. They were absolutely fabulous yesterday. It's like um, I I like Kansas City, too, but it's like they didn't show up. (laughs) We have a rough day. Uh, sorry, Kansas City fans. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Um, it's the, you know what? One of the, hold on a second. Let me, I got to mute everybody, and I'm sorry. Hold on one sec. Um, if you guys have uh, read, you, everybody knows I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm a Patriots fan, so I love Tom. Uh, I was a little mad at them early in the season and Gronk for leaving, but I don't blame him. A couple years left. I mean, Tampa Bay is an all-star team. Look at their defense the names and look at their offense. And it's one of those weird, strange occasions where like Fournette, uh, who else was it? Fournette, Antonio Brown, a few other guys took less money just to be on that team to hopefully win a world championship. And they did. Now, after, now that they have, you'll see a lot of those guys that only had one year deals take big money from other teams. So I don't think Tampa Bay will be the same team next year, but this year they're champions. They look great. But if you've read my book, Success is a Verb, you know I use Tom Brady as an example in there, and he's the perfect example of, you know, sixth-round pick, 199th, not fast, not quick, can't jump high. He, was the, he still, to this day, is one of the worst stats of a quarterback to go through the combine, okay? His 40-yard dash, but because of his ethic, mindset, discipline, diet, workout, He's 43 years old, and he's killing it. And, uh, and it's not because he's super talented. I mean, he's tall. He, I mean, he's, he obviously has talent, but not like some of these other quarterbacks. So anyway, speaking of talent, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure today, right out of the desert from the Indian Wells office, highly recommended by his wonderful man, manager, Gina, we have Mike, Mike Elledge. Mike, hit star six on your phone, please, so we can hear you. Let me know when you've done that. Just star and six, not pound six, but star six. There we go. I think that worked. There you go. All right. Good, Mike. Excellent. So, Mike, you know what? You have a lot of people on here from California, but also Nevada and Arizona. So just take a quick minute. Give us a little history of yourself, how long you've been doing this, all that good stuff, please. Fantastic. Well, uh, originally uh, born and raised in Northern California. I lived on a cattle ranch in the Hayward Hills as a kid for about seven years. Um, lived in Hayward, Redding, Sacramento, a little bit of bouncing around before moving down to Southern California in 95. Um, was in telecommunications for about 15 years, so uh, been in a variety of support roles. Worked for Gateway Computers for a couple of years as a segment manager for a small business product, and um, eventually moved out to the desert where I was introduced to my wife and and uh, fell into real estate. Saw an opportunity to get into an industry I'd always had an interest in, and very excited to do so. Uh, was uh, very fortunate to meet Gina Teglin along the way. That's been an uh, incredible manager and and provided a lot of guidance in my path, and. Um, you know, I had actually gone out to see some open houses, seeing what agents were doing to see if this was something that, you know, was going to work for me. And, um, and going through that process, uh, you just see the opportunity of service and being a value to people and, 
going down a path where a lot of people, you know, have no idea what's in front of them. So that's what really excited me, got me motivated and going. Um, I just love working with people. So that's, that's pretty much how I ended up where I am now. Yeah. You know, um, you do have one of the, one of the, you know, best managers for sure. She's awesome. You know, that whole desert area, we have a tremendous management group between, um, you know, her and Dwayne and, and Ryan and so forth too. So that's a, that's a really good trifecta of awesomeness. Uh, and definitely mm-hmm. Gina is, is great. So, and she, you know, the great thing about her is she cares about every one of the people in her office, which is very, and like you, everybody are your needs and what you're looking for is slightly different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they just show a lot of knowledge and sincerity in the support. Yep. I really appreciate that. Thank you. They're the great, 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 great people. Um, all right. So let's talk about this for a second, my man. So um, how are you doing? Cause you're doing great business. How are you doing it? Like what's some of the, give me some of the things that you do to create the business and maybe the breakdowns of where it comes from and all that good stuff. Well, it was interesting. I moved out to the desert in 2014. So after living in Orange County, being used to that space from 95 until then, um, it was a pretty drastic move for me. It's a completely different environment I didn't know a lot about. Um, I obtained my license uh, at the end of March um, in 2016 and was kind of thrown into it and, and, uh, and just kind of at that time was unsure how to really get out and meet people and do these things. And what really got my, my business going was um, learning that the, the desert was unique and the communities that it offered. You had a lot of people there on vacation, retired, which meant they had a lot of free time. So I took advantage of that by holding open houses five plus days a week, um, just knowing that people are just driving around looking for things to do. And I actually um, grew most of my business purely from that activity. And then from there, you know, d- developed ongoing referral business from that. So that's what's really, um, you know, been what's in front of me. I've been fortunate to have that opportunity. I had agents at the time that trusted me with their listings because I didn't have any. Um, and, and along the way, too, I had some pretty decent mentoring on, on things to do and ways to be of value, right, and to be that fiduciary and become an, uh, an area expert. Um, and so I think those were some things I just had a lot of, fortunate people and, and opportunities cross my path to help me uh, get to where I am. That's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so let me ask you this. Um, when you looked at real estate, cause you've been in for, I mean, for, you know, not a super long time, which is great cause you're already doing incredibly well. Uh, when you looked at real estate and you thought, Oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait to, and what it actually was, was there a really big difference between the two or, what, what, what stands yeah, out there were some, uh, most in your mind? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step over you there, but um, oh, there, no there absolutely were. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, you know, we step into something where we know what we know, but there's so much of we don't know what we don't know. And so you learn that pretty quickly in real estate, especially if you're active and out there working it. Um, and so I, I think that there were hurdles into where do I invest my time? Where do I invest my money? What are the right steps to take now that's going to help me ramp up the most quickly and be the most effective for my clients? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So great. Now, so you started off doing open houses, and that's a tremendous way. You know, you collect names, walk them through, get their email addresses, you know, send them stuff, right? It's probably what you were doing. It sounds like what you were doing. Absolutely. And I, I went to a lot of open houses, you know, first of all, to see what the market was and what the competition in homes were, but also to try and look at what other agents were doing. 
Um, I've been fortunate that I've worked with a lot of good mentors and coaches, and I think the people in general, and I, I, I say that in general terms, uh, fall into a rut of seeing what other agents are doing and try and just copy that from a basic level versus, you know, what are the best people doing and, and what are their exercises and training and knowledge um, steps that they're taking on. You know, I worked for Sinjin Smith for a few years. Um, I'm not sure if you know who that is, but he uh, was a professional beach volleyball player, and he, he's uh, been a coach since he's retired for youth and adults. And you see what some of the pros in that industry do versus what the lower-tier players do, and they just play against each other. And if we're just competing mm-hmm. against each other and not striving to be the best and see what the top agents are doing and implement those processes or even add to them, find gaps that they might even have, and really try to stand out and be the best in the industry, um, you know, it's a bigger struggle to get there. Such a great point, Mike, too, because, uh, you know, some of the talks I have on my coaching is stop comparing yourself to other people. You know, just like you just said, be the best you can be with your own personality, your own way of doing it, as opposed to, look, because some people get starstruck by other people in their business they're doing when, you know, real estate, like anything, like any other business, it takes a while to get momentum going, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a key part of that, too, is understanding your strengths. And the biggest thing is trusting in yourself, that confidence level. Mm. Yeah. You got, you know, it's funny you say that, too, because you got to trust in yourself. People can sense when you're confident. And confident doesn't mean you have to know everything. It means you have to decide to be confident with where you are. Real estate is not complicated. It's a lot of common sense, right? And if they trust you, Absolutely. they'll work with you. So what are some of the, like you mentioned strengths. What would you say are some of your strengths in this business? Well, I've been, I've been fortunate. You know, it's interesting as I've, I've bounced around and had a few different careers, and there's times I look back and wonder if I should have just stuck in telecommunications the whole time. But playing a variety of support roles where, you know, I was a project manager for eight years, um, a segment manager driving product development, marketing, et cetera, around the gateway product solutions. Um, I worked for a small firm after that that we put together the photography and ads and design for Kawasaki's catalogs. So I find myself now in a position to use those various uh, experiences and knowledge to better support mm-hmm. and, and add value to the clients that I have and that I'm working with. Yeah. It sounds like you treat business like a business and not a lot of real estate agents do that. But there's a lot that don't know what they're getting into, right? There's a lot of people yeah. in jobs that they know the job itself, but they don't know how to run a business, and, and that's where they lead towards failure. But, I've, I've, again, I've been fortunate to have the right people around me to give me guidance to see some of these things and, and help with my success. Good. Great. I love it. Zoom, I can see you're speaking to three states right now, too, and three states are, um, you know, obviously California, Arizona, and Nevada. And in Arizona and Nevada, you can still have open houses now. California, right. you can't, I think you can do them by appointment only and so forth. So, uh, and I know a bunch of your business came from that. So what have you replaced that activity with to keep the pipeline going? You know, that, that's a great question, Rick. Um, I've really had to take a look at some of the, well, there's a variety of things I wasn't taking on and doing in the beginning. And, and I see mm-hmm. more value in that now. And so I've really turned towards, I brought on an admin to assist me. Um, with my handwritten letters. So I buy a really nice envelope, a little higher end, something that stands out, do the handwritten letter. I do some really high-quality print work. I actually have it printed out of a resume paper. So when they pull it out of the envelope, they get some nice content on something that, you know, I, I feel people use their senses 
and you see something mm. that interests you, you feel something nice in your hands, there's different things that catch their attention. And it might not drive traffic today or tomorrow, but it's going to stay in their mind. And I think, like, you know, it's Gina talks about all the time, it's going to get thrown away four or five times, eventually ends up in the drawer. And so, right. um, you know, I'm trying to go down a path of a variety of things. I'm, I'm excited to take on more telemarketing, um, so, you know, just reaching out over the phone, more door knocking and, and areas where we can, where we know, you know, gated communities create a little bit of an obstacle for that. But I think right now is the time we really have to, to reach out and, and look at a variety of options available to us and be more well-rounded in what those things are and just get the business where we can. Excellent. Excellent answer. I love it. I love it. And I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, being from New England originally, my um, whole way of prospecting to find business was the telephone. It wasn't until I moved to San Diego that I went door knocking for like the first time. And it was actually a little scary for me, you know, face to face. The phone's easy. You don't get shot, maimed, punched, stabbed through the phone. <laughs> but, but when you go face to face, right, but I figured out really quickly that people are really nice face to face. If they don't want to talk to you, they don't answer the door. So the phone is a skill, though, because remember, a lot of communication is lost over the phone because they can't see you. 53 percent of, uh, or is it 58? I think it's 58. Yeah, 50, no, 53 percent of communication is body language, spatial expressions, and so forth. So it's tough. So are you finding the phone a little bit more challenging than uh, meeting them at open houses? I do. And I think that we're, we're faced with a time where there's so many advantages and disadvantages to where we are with technology and in marketing and we know better how to market but because of that more people are marketing so people right now are so swamped with phone calls and emails and letters coming to the home it's even more important to be effective with the questions we're asking um the the way we're displaying ourselves right and like you talk about you know even over the phone it's great to be smiling because even that comes through so um, when you talk about door knocking, I think I ran into the same situation where I felt a little awkward and uncomfortable, and I realized I was losing my smile at the door, too. And, and, and so I think it's really important to have the right energy, confidence, keep smiling, and just pushing forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that they can sense right away if you're nervous, okay? So you got to be, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to be doing it the right, you, you, you have to be, uh, I call it confident competent and natural even on the days you don't feel like it you have to act like it and they can tell absolutely uh, you, you know what i'm saying so it's just one of those things it's, it's such a you know to me uh real estate is such an interesting uh you know business because and, and when i i started at 19 i've been in real estate for 36 years and i remember starting looking at real estate going why isn't somebody cleaning up because you know the um average age in real estate when i started was over 60 it's now about 58 so uh if people mm -hmm. usually do it like as a second third or retirement you know career that's what people mm -hmm. normally do so if you're full-time and you come in and you're you know treating it like a real business this is a business you can do really well in and the dollars per hour are incredible especially if you take that fiduciary responsibility thing <laughs> you remember that yep uh, you know to heart because People will refer, you do a great job for a year or two of not making as much money. And then all of a sudden, the repeat, the referral, the word, you know, word of mouth starts to kick in gear, doesn't it? It absolutely does. How it are you? Are you, are you dealing with people now from the desert that, you know, you could, you know, uh, you can link up to your first, first year or two in the business from referrals and so forth? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
it, it's an it's an interesting time I think for everyone in retirement communities and in, in, in whatever state or or county that you're in, um, we're all we're all faced with different uh, obstacles and challenges and and um, you know I really thought that uh, in the desert we were going to see things pick up a little faster after January and we've really been struggling with just such a low inventory for a long period of time now. Orange County, LA County have continued on. So um, looking at what that is, I try and keep in touch with my clients in Canada and Oregon and Washington and different areas. And, and there's so many factors beyond COVID and politics playing a role right now. It's, uh, it's really interesting, but hearing what they're talking about, um, I, I think we're right on the doorstep of things picking up again and, and, um, and, and driving more opportunity. So I think that's exciting. Yeah, and you guys, because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people in Orange County, San Diego County, L.A. County, that are leaving the state. California has as many people moving in as out right now. But a lot of those people who are moving out of those areas that baby boomers and they're going to your, you know, so you guys are going to have even as soon as uh, in California, as soon as people feel more comfortable with COVID, you're going to see, I think, even more people moving out to your area from those three counties and even the Bay too. I think that's going to happen as well. Absolutely. All right. So anything you want to add to that or no, I mean, I think that's it. I, I, I think that um, along the way, I think it's great just to have those those times you schedule for kind of self-reassessment. I've actually taken yep. time during COVID to take on more designations and certifica- certifications, not as a, a collector of them, but just to, uh, you know, strengthen my knowledge and be of more value to my clients. And, um, and, and I think that, uh, you, you know, wherever those gaps are, you can fill it with something positive in your life it's still going to contribute to your success down the road. Yeah, absolutely right. Which, speaking of success, you're bringing me to my favorite question now. So you've been doing this for a while. You're a very good producer in this business. Tell me um, what would be the three most important advices, pieces of advice you'd give them, whether they're brand new or trying to go to the next level. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Either one's fine. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the first one I think falls, falls under knowledge, and it's really – I started out so desperate for business at a time when the desert was just starting to slow down going into summer. I really tried to get business wherever I could from Palm Springs through Coachella Valley, which is a pretty big footprint for people that might not know what that is. It's about six cities. Um, And I would go back now and look at that as, you know, focus on one or two neighborhoods, really get to know them in and out from the HOAs, the, you know, if they have a community house, what that, what that offers. Um, just what kind of you know buyer or seller live in that space and why get to know those and then slowly add on another community another community and I'd probably have a, a broader stratification of homes I tried to focus just on homes in the 700 to a million range and you know mm-hmm. Gina always preached it's good to have some three or four hundred thousand dollar home neighborhoods and five sixes and so that way, as the market shifts a little bit, you still have activity going so I think that was some great advice um, at that point and then, uh, you know, when we try to differentiate ourselves, looking for what that is. And I think the biggest piece of that is being a fiduciary and really being an expert of our contracts, protecting um, our clients from legal risk, um, doing, you know, getting the best, uh, the top dollar that we can get for them, being the professional and expert in our neighborhood that really stands out. And so a lot of those things are, I just focus more time on educating myself earlier and um, the other piece, which I'm just starting to get involved with, is I just signed up with you, is to get a coach in my life. I, I started um, following Brian Buff, uh, Buffini and, and some of his uh, programs about a year and a half ago, which 
I really connect Love with, them. but I'm excited about yep. your coaching program. And I think by getting systems and processes in place, I know we have things we like to do our own ways, but some things are just tried and true and proven. Um, I, I think you just got to connect with and, and dig in and, and, and let it be part of your, your, your program. Yeah, I, it's so much. See, I call myself idea agnostic. So when you mentioned Brian Buffini, Brian Buffini, Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Jerry Bresser, Richard Flint, I mean, uh, Floyd Wickman, plus thousands of agents I've coached. So my little success series and coaching program is all based around those things that actually work. And you don't need to reinvent the wheel, right? Because they work. So it's, it's a Absolutely. good thing to do that. All right, good. So there's two. What will be a third one? Um, the other thing would be to, um, you know, really keep your why close to you. This is a business where balance, um, both uh, physically and mentally and emotionally, you know, is so important. It's easy. I, I mean, my whole career has been, you know, peaks and valleys because of the seasonality of the desert. And then, you know, I tried to take a step and work back into working in Orange County and the desert where I spread myself thin again. And it was hard to get going in Orange County. Then COVID hit. So I still had, you know, some good production years, but I was overextending myself. And, and I think keeping focus on the why, which for me now is we have a, uh, a two-year-old son that's uh, we're just trying to put ourselves down a path of being able to create more opportunity and um, environments for him to be exposed to um, that we maybe didn't have, you know, when we were growing up. So as, uh, as you get through these, these, these hardships at times and, and uh, whether there's depression involved or just like struggle or whatever that is, it's okay to talk to somebody about it, but always just keep that why close to you. Cause I think that really helps drive you through those times. Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, like what you just said, when, um, when you have that why and you know why you're doing this, I think it does, it makes you dig down deeper when a lot of people would uh, quit. You know, I think everybody should watch on YouTube. Um, Steve Jobs last presentation for you know he did a he did a, a commencement speech or whatever you call it for i think it was stanford graduating just mm -hmm. type in steve yep. uh you know steve Jobs speech and it's the first one that comes up on google and and he basically says in there that uh people that are successful in life normal people look at them as like crazy because when things get tough a, a normal person says i'll get a different job i'll move a successful crazy obsessed person just keeps going until they figure out a way. And real estate is kind of like that. If you're, if you know why you're doing it, I mean, it's one of these businesses. I've never seen anybody who keeps going not make it as long. But I've seen people quit before the miracle happens. So you got to yeah. keep going. So I have another question for you, and that is, so now you've been doing this for a while, and you know you're still relatively new to the. I mean, think of me in, in the terms mm -hmm. of uh, new to the business, new to the area, even a little bit. How do you keep mm -hmm. in track? How do you keep in touch with everybody that you've done business with and keep that uh, referral business flowing? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. We have, you know, the different ages of, of, of connecting through communication. And even though we're living in a world where more people are messaging and, and texting and through Facebook and Instagram, I really prefer right. just to pick up the phone. So I really try to make it part nice. of my, my, my daily routine to pick up the phone, just reach out to previous clients, whether they've retired out in Florida now or moved up to, you know, middle uh, California to different resort mountain areas, just to kind of check in and see how they're doing. And, 
and, uh, you know, see if there's someone that they know that could use the service that I provided for them. So um, I really prefer the phone, even though I do have drip systems in place. I try to just send them informational pieces of value. Um, so I, I try not to bombard them with that. But I, I think picking up the phone is reaching out. It's You know, first of all, you have a relationship with somebody that's kind of like-minded to you. I mean, we connect with people that are like us. I think that's part of our success for the most part. There's a small group of, you know, that we might not connect as well with, but um, it's just good to hear their voice and see what's going on in their lives. Yeah. It, 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 when you're, okay, what you just described, I call intensely curious. When you're intensely curious about people, I mean, especially when you're curious about them, they can't help but warm up to you and feel attached to you and so forth. And, and obviously I can hear it's genuine in your voice too. So that's extremely important. All right. Absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Any final words of wisdom you want to leave these wonderful people? Uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, you got into an amazing industry with a lot of opportunity. Um, there's a lot of people that might not have gotten into for the right reason or are or, or still lost in their path. So it's still a great time to – things are tight, but, you know, just keep, you know, I guess Gina would say sharpening your tools and, um, yep. you know – all, all, the, all that success will come. And I'm excited to work. You know, I, I just joined Berkshire Hathaway back a, a year ago in January. And it's, to me, truly exciting to be part of a, a team um, that's so focused on technology, advancing the tools and resources to help their agents achieve more success, having someone like you, Rick, to help with the coaching side. I mean, there's, there's so much opportunity Thank in front you. of us. Uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Mike, and I'm really glad that you can't you join. I'm really glad that you're getting success and seeing the benefit of the brand. And our managers are, you know, like I said, especially where you are, our managers are incredibly awesome. I appreciate the comment about coaching. I love my job. You mentioned, you know, I can hear you love yours. Uh, it's an incredible business. The, it's the only business, now I have to say this in Vegas, legally where you can get paid what you're <laughs> worth. And <laughs> the only person who gets to decide what you're worth is you. Your vote is the one that matters most. And I can hear that in what you're talking about, too. So, Mike Elledge, okay, thank you very much for taking your time off with us today, my man. I really appreciate it. If anybody's looking for him, he's in the Indian Wells office. You might just want to give him your phone number, Mike, if you don't mind for referrals. Yeah, even beyond referrals, if you have a question about something, you know, I'm working with Gina to there put a mentorship program together for new agents and developing agents on systems and processes. And if I can be of any assistance to any of you out there, It'd be my pleasure. So uh, my number is 949-294-9683. Okay. And thanks All for right, having Mike, me on the call. I really enjoyed it. Hey, hey, my pleasure. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate you taking 30 minutes out for us this morning, my man. You're the best. Appreciate it. All right. Look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Sounds we'll great. see you soon. All right. Thank thanks. you. Bye-bye now.